All right, you're listening to Correct Opinions on Wrestling. I'm Melissa. And I'm George. And we will be reviewing Dynamite, AEW Dynamite, from 10-7. And uh, let's get into it. All right. 30th anniversary of Jericho. Yep, we start the show off with different members of the roster talking about their favorite Jericho moments on AEW. And, uh, yeah, sadly they can't talk about their favorite WWE moments. But, uh, and I wonder why not. I mean, is there something legally preventing them from doing that, or is it just oh, a competition you know thing? I mean, they can't show footage of WWE stuff. They could probably talk about it. But yeah. I don't know. They talk about their favorite Jericho AEW moments. And uh, then we get into the show. They're pinging through, you know, the wrestlers on the side. They show Kip and Miro playing an arcade machine. And I don't know why, but I'm instantly irritated by this. No, don't you get it? They're on Twitch. I know, but it's like, okay, Miro comes in, like he should be coming in as a killer. He's just the guy who dicks around with Kip. Like, I feel like you need to start out strong, and he's starting out so lame. One of the best prospects for this company, and he is the sidekick to Kip Sabian. And it shows them later on in the show, too, and they're still playing the arcade machines. I was like... Okay, well, everyone else is watching the show. They're playing an arcade machine. Well, the show is really fucking not great tonight, so I can't Aww. really blame them for that. I didn't think the show was bad. It was... It was an appointment television, and I feel like for us, we... How we do watch AEW, we watch it as appointment television most weeks. And this this was just kind of a dud in that regard. It wasn't terrible. Well, it's better than any WWE show I've seen in forever. Well, let's go through it, evaluate it, and we'll decide at the end whether or not it's a dud. Scientific method. Love yes. it. Okay. So you see commentary. Ricky Starks and Taz are at commentary because the first match of the night is for the FTW Championship. Will Hobbs versus Brian Cage. Apparently the first time it's been defended in 21 years. Now, I want to know why wasn't this a hardcore match? Why is the You just FT... want that belt to be a hardcore belt. Why wouldn't it be? I mean, I feel like that would really differentiate it other than it's an it unsanctioned belt. It would differentiate it, yeah. I mean, if it's an unsanctioned belt and Taz really put that over, why wouldn't it be an unsanctioned kind of match? Almost like a lights-out championship. Yeah, like Taz talks about the belt and how it's um, the, you know, like saying F you to the establishment but, like, I don't know how it's being defended says that. I don't know. Well, it was the first match. Maybe they'll grow into it. But this was a pretty standard match. Uh, anything you really want to say about it? I thought it showed how impressively strong they both were. Um, Brian Cage hits a drill claw for the win. But I thought what, came, what I came away with it, away from it with, is that Will Hobbs is, like, ready to go on a top level. This is just not my kind of match because I'm just not into two beefy boys slapping. You don't like slapping, slapping beefy boys? <laughs> I don't like... You don't like the meat slaps? I mean, that's just me personally. That's not my favorite kind of wrestling match. Oh, God damn. But I didn't think it was bad at all. No. Oh, was... And then uh, after the match, Taz comes out to say to Will Hobbs... Join us or die. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, Darby, Darby Allen comes out for the save... And Team Taz, get her off. Like cockroaches. 
So that shows that the whole Darby Allen, Ricky Starks thing isn't over yet. Good storytelling. There's still some shit going on there. So then we get more Jericho well wishers, and wow, what, what a bunch of turds. What? One of them is his dad. I, One I of them said is what Tanahashi. I, well, Tanahashi's different. I don't mind Tanahashi. You're so mean and so rude. I, I it, it just should have been Tanahashi. That, <laughs> that forbidden portal. So here's here's the first set of congratulators. We have Slash. We have Dennis Miller. What the? <laughs> Tanahashi. Yeah. Yeah. His dad. <laughs> <laughs> you did not just do that for his dad. <laughs> And then Bully Ray. <laughs> the next we get... <laughs> you have a problem with him, too? Yeah, he's just such a... Uh, I I almost went out of the PG realm here, but he's just such a... He's such a bastard. Just just such a... Why? I don't know. Like, he's just always got such an attitude about... He he does that thing where, you know, it's like, oh, you're you're a mark, you stupid fuck. You know, like, he's got that attitude oh, he about does? things. Yeah. I, like, don't understand when wrestlers go after fans. It's like, the fans are the only reason you have a career. I mean, I don't know if Bully Ray did this. That's what you're telling me. But I'm just saying in general. I've seen tons of wrestlers. Especially, oh my god, this is my favorite. When wrestlers in WWE bitch about the fans. Like, it's the fans who are holding them back. Right. Like, yeah, it's definitely not Vince McMahon deciding he doesn't want to do anything with you. It's because of the Marks. Goddamn Marks. Like, are they that deeply invested in the cult that they don't realize who's actually holding them back? I guess you have to be, or else you just you just don't it's swim. It's definitely the fans, the people who watch you and cheer. Even if they cheer or boo, it doesn't matter. They're, they're there, aren't they? Why would you blame the, the people who buy the tickets and who buy your shirts? Like, it's insane to me. And then, um, alright, after that we get an Archer promo. And, uh, yeah, he's on there, he's talking about... Because their match is next week. Yes. Archer and Moxley. So he's talking about their match at Wrestle Kingdom last year. See, they can mention Wrestle Kingdom. They can mention New Japan. They can't yeah. mention... You know how it is. Yeah. You know how it is. And he's, like, really... The promo's good. Like, Jake the Snake's in the back doing weird shit. I don't know what he's doing, but, like, he doesn't really need Jake. I think they make a good little combo, but he doesn't need him to speak for him. No, but I, I agree with you. They make a nice little pairing. Yeah. So then right. this, uh, th this next dud of a match. Oh, I don't think it was a dud. Two here. No, you know what? The in-ring work was pretty solid. Here's the problem. I don't give a fuck about either of these two teams. Are you going to say who the match is? So it's FTR. <laughs> That's enough of that. With TH2. Mm -hmm. And I just can't get invested in either of these guys. I, I, ju I just can't. Any of these guys. Any of the... F well, Jack Evans, I agree with you. you. You made this point. I'm a big Jack Evans fan. Jack Evans gave a really good showing... He He's so entertaining. He just should get his own gimmick in a singles run. But this team... Angelico isn't bad either. There's just something about him, and this is going to sound mean. He creeps me out a little bit when he does his little dance when he comes out. Something about that puts me off. Well, I don't know why. Lean that, lean him into that. You know, Make him the, 
Make him the new Luther. Do a do a gimmick swap, <laughs> no. and, and you know, like they did with Diesel back in the day. What? The new Diesel. They got rid of Diesel and just thought no one would huh. notice. Anyway, it's these two for the championship tag team belts. Tolly's out there, and we immediately go to the Young Bucks watching the match backstage. And I think this is a shot at WWE because Matt has his back to the TV turning awkwardly to watch it. And I feel like that's like a joke about how like whenever you watch WWE shows, like the way they watch TV is like so awkward. They're always turning at strange angles. How did that start? Who who started that? Because nobody watches TV like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand it. You watch a fictional film. No one's watching TV like that. Why? Why are they doing that? Who had that bright fucking idea? Yeah, I was saying before, like, why are you not showing them, watching the TV, show them from behind? You know who most people are from behind. And then have the camera come around and show their face to show their reaction to what's going on on the TV. It seems that simple. But, yeah, I thought that was funny. And uh, Shivani's on commentary saying he forgives the young bucks for getting the super kick. That's bullshit. I don't think he should be letting them go that easily. (laughs) Shivani. He's such a doormat. He really is. So then, um, early on in the match, FTR grabs their belts and it looks like they're just going to take off. Angelico jumps out, knocks him over. Uh, Evans, at one point, is selling a hurt knee. So pretty much most of the match, they're just working over Jack Evans' hurt knee. Um, Tolly grabs, uh... Evans lay when he's on the top rope and crotches him, which crotches I didn't know was a verb, but I've heard it a couple times now. Yeah, I'd never heard that before except recently. Yeah, he gets crotched, I guess. And, uh... As we all do in the end. FTR wins after uh, a double-team move that ends with a splash on, uh... Shit, I don't remember who they Jack, pinned. Jack Evans gets pinned by Cash. And I guess this is supposed to be a nod towards the Young Bucks, this move they do. But, uh, yeah, that's that match. I mean... Good match in the ring. Three of the four I could not care one whit about. Oh, my God. Um, Jack Evans, just make him a singles guy. He needs, a, like, a character. Because his wrestling is so amazing. Like, the things he can do... I mean, Angelico can do really crazy stuff, too. But I just, I don't know. I feel more invested in Jack Evans. Um, in the back, Young Bucks super kick the cameraman who's filming them. And then up on the screen, a graphic pops up of hot dogs with FTR's faces on them. Weenies. Weenies, if you will. Yep. Best friends come out. Let them know we are number one contenders. And old Tony Khan's giving them their, uh... They're shot next week. Yeah. So they get in the ring. There's a little bit of a scuffle. FTR bail without their belts. The best friends hold the belts up. So, yep. That's that whole segment. I would re- We're getting through this pretty quickly today. <laughs> well, we are. I mean, and you know, I would really like to see best friends pick them up. Oh my god. I love best friends so much. They are so... They're such good wrestlers. They're so entertaining. They're so funny. And I don't know. It's just like sometimes I think about it like how popular they are. And I just don't want AEW to go the route where it's like 
you, we don't do what the fans want. We we will tell the fans what they want, which I think is what has partly destroyed WWE. Just I, years of trying to tell the fans what to like instead of saying, "Oh, this is who the fans like." I mean, that's that is what has destroyed WWE and any credibility they might have had. Um, you know, F- FTR. I could see FTR being prima donnas about the whole thing a little bit. What dropping already? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and bet money, bet a lot of money, FTR is not dropping their belts. I don't see it happening. Well, I'm not going to bet any money because I'm not betting on professional wrestling. But I'm not actually betting. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm pretty much saying FTR. There's no way. I don't F- want to be a booker. But FTR is My, my prediction is that there's no way FTR is dropping the belt already, especially to people they don't respect yeah the backyard wrestlers they won't go for that so next we have more well wishes we got mjf talking about jericho memories sucking up we got Shaq, gene simmons don Callis, lars ulrich and ddp don Callis and ddp are pretty all right you're just in it because that's what they're involved with wrestling. The other guys? Wow, we've got some fucking aging rockers and... The, you are so hateful. The, the man who hawks pizza. And I guess he used to play basketball. Shaq does a ton of shit. Um, so, so he's a whore. He'll do anything. You're always so mad about people making a paycheck, aren't you? I guess Shaq... Every needs... time anyone's making a paycheck, you're fucking mad about Let's it. Let's talk about this new Liam Neeson movie. <laughs> No. You're so hateful. Alright. So, then we move on. Oh, boy. To a video package. Bigging up this dog collar match. We got Arn Anderson talking about it. And we're, we got I'm commentary. They got commentary talking about, you know, how Cody is a dark character lately. And my first thought is, before I even see the match and what happens, how is he a dark character? I mean, he just came back. What has he done that has made him dark, other than his hair and his clothes? So I was already having this thought before I even see the match. Like, how is he a dark character? So anyway, we get into the match. Oh, and apparently a dog collar match, which I didn't know. Apparently this is something some people know about. (laughs) I didn't know what it was. Apparently you got two dog collars around their necks and a 16-foot chain between them. Now, I I have some problems even before we get into the match. This stupid fucking entrance week after week after goddamn week. And he's not even the champion. That's what... It's not like... I wouldn't say it's like a stupid entrance. Yeah. I just don't understand why he has this entrance. The fuck? This, this... He's not the champ. So why is he coming in to opera and fog opera. machines? Oh, my God. And fucking 50 rounds of fireworks. And it looks like the gates of fucking heaven there are There literally opening. were gates opening. It was so over the top. I thought it was embarrassing. Triple H entrances aren't this exotic. I like don't understand why he gets this entrance. Like. Why is he the only EVP who sees fit to book himself 
over and over and over again. Uh, so, yeah, he comes out. Then Brody Lee comes out to a normal entrance. And he's the champion. Yeah. We have Brandy out there, Orrin Anderson out there. And then the other side, we have John Silver and Anna Jay. They introduced the Doc Samson on the side. They introduced Greg Valentine from the uh, dog collar match with uh, Roddy Piper. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he's out in the crowd. And, of course, during the entrances, not the champ, Cody gets introduced as the Prince of Pro Wrestling. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh my God. I just think there's, I'm like... I'm the Prince, Dad. It's, there's... Less more embarrassing than giving yourself nicknames. Um, giving yourself titles like that. Hey, so anyway, we started the match. Silver. Oh, wait. Before the match even starts, I said to you, how long before Cody's bleeding? Well, the match started at like 8.55. The debate started at 9. So you said before the debate starts. And lo and behold, two minutes into the match... Silver's already got blood on his face. Yeah, he's on the ring the ring apron for some reason. He gets knocked off. He comes up bleeding. And just after nine. Um Well, let's go through the match a okay. little bit. Okay, okay. Brody Lee goes out, gets a chair for Silver. Silver has Silver sit down. Cody blasts through him. Um then Oh god, how did you even time it to see how quickly it was? For Cody? Yeah. Cody bleeds just after 9. It might have been like 9.01 or 9.02. So he within gets... 7 minutes of this match, Cody blades during... Yeah, like uh, Brody does a DDT and uh, his head hits the chain. And then we are supposed to be distracted by Anna Jay and John Silver. Anna Jay is helping John Silver to the back for some reason. Brody wants them out. And then while she's doing that, Cody's obviously cutting himself. Because why wouldn't you want like, some, why would you, why wouldn't you want, you know, backup in a match for your fucking title? Why, why wouldn't, why would you want that? I. Nothing about this makes sense. But I guess, anyway. like, I guess when he started bleeding, and this is how, like, over it I am. Because normally, like, you know, when someone bleeds, it's pretty entertaining. Because it makes the fight realistic. But, like, when he did it, I was like, of course. Like, because it's just, like, his go-to. Cody, I'm convinced at this point, either can't or, I, I think you said, is insecure about his ability to wrestle just a standard good match. Yeah, I just don't know, because he goes to these things, these gimmicks and the blood so much, and I'm like, is it... Is he relying on this because he needs to or because he feels like he needs to? Like, I don't even know anymore. Every Cody match is a gimmick match. Every single one. I can't think of a, a Cody match, a big Cody match, that didn't end with either... That didn't have a gimmick or some crazy stipulation or some fuck finish. Um, I, I mean, there probably was one, but you just don't remember him, do you? I, I don't. I don't because... So I don't think his match with Warhorse had anything. I don't... Or did it? That was a cage match. No, not with Wardlow. Warhorse. Oh, 
Well, that that was his, his match with Ricky Starks was really good. Well, hey, you just a, come away thinking, "Damn, Ricky Starks is awesome." That's kind of a gimmick. It's the it's the weekly open challenge where he destroys a, yeah, an that's indie not guy. Really a gimmick. He though. destroys a new indie guy. We have a dark match on the main show. I don't I don't think that's a gimmick. Well, I might be stretching it a bit, but overall, you just want to hate Cody so bad. Cody's big matches, his actual big matches, all have some kind of thing and i i like overbooking i like spectacle but all the fucking time it would be like if there was a lights out match every single week maybe if he didn't have that entrance oh my god because it was that entrance and then there's a couple minutes later he's fucking cutting himself and it's just like oh my god just like chill out for a second and just (laughs) give me a reason to be invested in this match i'm sick of that entrance i'm sick of his wife i'm sick of this heels thing (laughs) I'm sick of it all. I'm sick of his stupid fucking tattoo. Oh, damn. You're going, okay. <laughs> I feel like it's getting mean now. It is getting mean, and it's I'm loving mean. it. It's getting mean. I'm not. But so, I like the action. I like the brutality. Um, a lot of the oh, offense is just people yanking on chains. More more Cody bullshit. What? Supposedly he put on 14 pounds of muscle. In five weeks for this match. I mean, maybe he didn't. That's not actually possible. I think that's possible. 14 pounds of muscle in five weeks. I think that you can do that, but Maybe if you're on growth hormone. No, uh, why are you going there with it? Maybe if you're getting those Braun Strowman treatments. (laughs) Those special vitamin B shots. (laughs) No, I don't think that's it at all. I don't know. Maybe he did. It doesn't matter. Like wrestlers say shit about their weight. It's just so all blatantly stupid. You just like, do want to hate on every single thing. I'm fine with that. No. But I do like the the chain offense. The chain based offense was good. A lot of it is just like yanking people off the top rope, yanking off the apron, yanking into posts, Brody, yanking into guardrails. Brody is just whipping Cody around at some point. Yeah. Um. I think the term they used was ragdoll, and that's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Um. They did a good job of really selling the match type. It wasn't like, oh, here. You choking on your own bile. Choking on my own bile. <laughs> um. You know, it wasn't just, oh, here's a standard match, but you know, there's there's this chain for you know as a prop. No, they really sold this as. They got creative with it. A, yeah, as a creative, brutal match. So, good ring work, good brutality. I'm happy with that. But then they get some, to something that pisses me off. Let's do it. So, they set up a table. Ah, uh, yes. Alongside the ring. And you go, they better not do this table spot during the commercial. But, Lord, do they ever. Cody yanks Brody Lee into a cutter on the apron. And then they go to picture in picture and put this table up. Mm-hmm. And then it's a pile driver. Cody does a package pile driver on Brody Lee through the table what? during commercial, which I see as this is your punishment if you turned away from this to the vice presidential debate. Like, you get punished by missing it. But don't we all really miss it if it's picture in picture? What a waste of a spot. What yeah, a waste of a understand. dangerous... Why it, do it during commercial? If you're going to do trying these, to punish people, I don't get it. If you're going to do these spots that could potentially, you know, lessen the length of your career, why are you doing them 
During a commercial. During a commercial break while I don't know what the fuck was playing, but, you know, during the Popeye's chicken sandwich ad. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, so Brody ends up coming up from that bleeding. Um, Cody chokes Brody Lee, stops doing it as his head is turning the color of a beet. You skipped some stuff. Oh, did I? Yeah, there's a part where... Brody is whipping him across the back with a chain that I thought was really good. That was really good. And then he picks up a chair and flips it. Flips it. Right at Arn Anderson. Could have taken Arn Anderson's head off. He comes in the ring like he's going to beat some ass. Reynolds comes out from the Dark Order. And Arn Anderson gives... I think he's number three? I don't remember what number he is. He gets a spine buster. But then, yeah, we get to... he's. Cody's got the chain around Brody's neck, and he's choking the life out of him, and he looks like he's going to sleepy time, and then Cody stops. And then he does an impressive-looking moonsault, so good for him. Yeah, but my question is, why did he stop choking him if he was, if he was killing him? Why did he stop choking him? I get, Did I miss something? I... I just didn't understand why Cody stopped choking Cody him. had to get more of his shit in, you know? I mean... Ooh, somebody doesn't like Cody. I don't know who it could be, Dad. <laughs> so... Brody Lee kicks out of that. Kicks out of a crossroads at, at one, one. Which was... Uh, that was the first point when I got really excited about the match. I was like, ooh, shit, yeah. Kicking maybe, out at one. Maybe they're going to do it right. They didn't. Yeah, he wraps... Cody wraps a chain around Brody's face. Across his eyes and his nose and his mouth. And is crushing his face. And does a second crossroads... Wins clean as a sheet. Uh, I wrote down in my notes, gross. How the fuck do you take this off him already? I just, like, I'm so annoyed about this. Because, like, okay, you wanted to go film some shows. So you were like, Brody Lee, please hold my belt for me. But as soon as I come back, I want it back. I better get my belt back as soon as I come back from shooting television shows. Ugh, I was so annoyed. Everybody comes out. The whole Nightmare family comes out. The Dark Order comes out to collect them. And then Cody gets a mic and he's yelling and crying. He's like, you guys, I'm not really a bad guy. I just dyed my hair. Literally. Like, he says, oh, like, people wanted me to go dark. And they think I did, but I never did. I'm still with you fans. I just dyed my hair. And I was like, doesn't that make the commentators look stupid for calling him, like, dark? When he's, like, literally just saying, I was never dark. I just dyed my hair. Dark Cody. More like uh, dork Cody. Oh, God. Now who's the dork? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> the real dork was the lesson we learned along the way. <laughs> In the end. And he's, like, like crying and yelling. And it just... Here's something, I won't go on a long tangent about this. I just don't understand this Cody thing where he, like, pretends that he's busted his ass harder than any other wrestler ever. Like, okay, you work hard, but, like, why are we pretending no one in the history of wrestling has ever worked as hard as you? Because Cody views this as his... make-believe promotion and everyone else is just in it that's what it that's um, if that's not what he's doing then he needs to evaluate because that's how it comes off cody's got his cosplay belt back 
It's like, I'm done with my big fucking stupid game show. Give me my cosplay belt back. And lo and behold, he got it back. Makes Brody Lee and the whole Dark Order look like a fucking chump, even though they were starting to get some credibility. Makes the commentators look stupid. Uh, completely negated any actual heat from Brody demolishing him in three minutes. How how does that work? How do you get fucking demolished? That's why I don't understand. Because it's supposed to be like, oh, okay, well now I've come back and I'm different now. I'm dark, so that will make me beat Brody. But then he goes, I'm not dark, guys. I just dyed my hair. What the fuck is this? Somebody please explain to me what the fuck this is. I can't. How? Let us know in the comments below because I don't fucking. Like Brody Lee deserves that belt. He's such a threat. Dark Order's supposed to be a threat. And it's just like, I don't mean to keep repeating myself, but it's like, okay, I'm going away for a couple weeks to shoot television. To steal, but I'm back now. Give me back my belt. To steal the JR line, this yeah. man and his wife are boils on the ass of this company. <laughs> like, I just feel like they have no self-awareness. This is going, mark my fucking words, this is going to turn into Triple H and Stephanie McMahon from the early 2000s. You're going to see that level of just fucking self-booking, putting self over. Brandy Rhodes will probably be women's fucking champ within the year. Don't say that. But we'll get to... I got stuff about to say to say about the women's division later. And you know what? What difference will it make at this point? I'll just say that. Fair enough. So, he says on the anniversary show next week, he's gonna defend his belt. And uh, Orange Cassidy comes out to take that. And uh, Orange Cassidy gives him the thumbs up. And then Cody gives him a thumbs up. Thumbs up, bro. And, uh, yeah, Cody that was that. Cody has to turn heel next week. If Cody doesn't actually turn heel next week, then this is completely off the fucking rails in terms of booking. There, There is no... You're getting into WWE levels of bullshit at that point. Damn, I don't know if I go that hard, but we'll see. We'll see where this is headed. So, so then next... we find out... We find out that uh, Wardlow, Colt Cabana... And Hangman Adam Page are all going to be in this tournament for a title shot. As soon as I heard Hangman Page, I was like, hmm. I wonder what the finals will be at the pay-per-view. What will the final match be? And then we have uh, Alex Morvez in the back talking to Kenny Omega. Kenny bigging himself up, talking about there hasn't been a tournament he's entered that he hasn't won. And uh, pretty much just foreshadowing. This is Caddy Bitch Kenny at his best. <laughs> Foreshadowing his match with Hangman Page. God damn. But I really do hope... Throws shade at him, calls him a tag team wrestler. Yeah, a slight shade. And uh, I hope I do hope I see a Colt Cabana-Kenny Omega match, though. You will absolutely see that. I hope so. I really hope so. Alright. AEW generally gives the people what they want. So long as it doesn't make Cody feel like his PP is small. Oh my god. Except for that. They... Why are you always coming so hard for Cody? Because you know sick. what? Uh, There's I'm... enough there to be bothered by that you don't have to go that hard. I absolutely have to go that hard. Or else how will he learn? <laughs> yeah. Because he's going to listen to this and be like, I must change my ways. Take it to heart. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Fucking uh... egomaniac. 
Alright, so the next match, the fourth match of the night, we have Swole versus Serena Deeb. And Serena Deeb doesn't even get an entrance. This Which match... I was like, what the fuck? This, this was a pretty strong match, especially for the women's division. Mm-hmm. Wow, was this positioned as a piss break. That's what I put. I put, this is a good match, but it was set up to fail. First of all, Serena Deeb doesn't even get an entrance like you can't give her a fucking 20 second entrance first of all second of all and she signed i believe she is signed why have we not seen any vignettes about her telling us who she is why should we be invested and i don't know like with these the women's division whenever i see a women's match on dynamite all i can think of is they're filling their quota Mm-hmm. Well, seriously, what stories are there in the women's division right now? Fuck if I know. They they ended the one good one. Nothing. Where's the champion? Where's Sheeta? I don't fucking know. We're just gonna what? Just just magically throw some random woman in to to face her at the pay per view? Like what? What the yeah, fuck is to, this? Yeah, to fill their fucking quota on women's wrestling it's like oh god guys we gotta put one match in there people will be pissed fucking stupid it's just they (sighs) at some point you have to just either do it or don't either try with this division or just go the new japan route like i'm serious at this point you have to make up your mind because you're wasting time for everybody you're wasting their time you're wasting our time as viewers Maybe with the second show, if they ever get the second show, it might be better. But I don't hold out much hope. I don't I don't understand why they can't come up with storylines for women. Just book the women like you book the men. Take two people. Make a program. Make us invested in who they are. I know you guys know how to do this. So the fact that you're not, it's either stupidity or it's malice. Like, either you hate the women's division, or you just can't be bothered. So, which is it? Mm. Like, it just makes me sad, because the match was good, too. Yeah, but it was so fucking boring. Like the, I didn't like, think it was boring. It was boring in the sense that there was no reason for me to give a fuck. Oh, my God. See, that's the hard part, because, like, that's how and you that's enjoy wrestling. Them. You gotta be invested. That's why I said this is this is set up to fail. They put in a woman who, like, you haven't introduced to the audience at all. You put in Swole. They have no story together. You put it in the no depth promos. slot on the card. Yeah, you put it in the breather section after the dog collar match. Like, what was it supposed to do? And at one point, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I'm pretty sure Tony Schiavone called Serena Deep Serena Williams. <laughs> and I, I was like, what? That. what the hell is this? That's what I heard. And I just, I don't know. I don't know who they pissed off or why nobody cares. This is some sad-ass shit. And, you know, look at the women's roster on NXT. Like, that's a deep roster with a lot going on. AEW doesn't have that. They're not trying. They're not trying to. So how do you? How, I don't I think mean, they have the people there to to really. I think like they have that. plenty of people to put on some programs. They have talented people. Like how would you even know? 
That's How true. would you even know what the women's wrestlers in AEW can do? They get fucking one match a week. You get five. Well, the women get five minutes a week. And you're and you go. I don't know. Like, you know, maybe like they don't have the highest ratings, but yeah, they don't have the highest ratings because they don't know who the person is, why they should care. There's no story. There's no payoff. Mm-hmm. It's just insane to me. I don't know. Let's move fucking, on to something good. Fucking fix it. Fucking fix it. I'm pissed. It's just ridiculous. And then they want to talk about heels. Like, they want to <laughs> pretend for a second they care about fucking women in wrestling. And then they give women fucking five minutes a week. We'll give you five minutes. Give Brandy Rhodes 50 bucks. Mind-blowing. Like, stop pretending you care about fucking women wrestlers and women fans if this is what you're giving people. Jesus. Gotta give... Jesus wet. That's my fucking summary. Gotta give Brandy something to fucking do. <laughs> so then we go into something good. A great John Moxley promo. Oh my god, this was gold. This is gold. You know what I love about him? Like, most people, when they're champ, they're all like, oh, I can't be beat. I'm the fucking king. No one will ever beat me. But Moxley goes, I can be beat. And he fucking meditates on what will end him. Like a samurai. Yeah, and he talks about how he fought Archer before at Wrestle Kingdom and how Archer followed him halfway across the world. And you don't beat Lance Archer. You survive him. Yeah, it was just so great. At the end, he says, like Archer says, everybody dies. And just says it so matter-of-factly, takes his shot in the dive bar, and what a what an effortless-looking promo. He makes it look effortless. And that's why he's the champ. Yes. Love it. Now uh, I'm hyped for next week. Yeah. So then... <sighs> the main event. The main event, uh, Chaos Project comes out, and... Uh, before Jericho comes out, we have more well-wishers. We have Lance Storm, Kevin Smith, Eli Roth, Gabriel Iglesias with Chavo Guerrero. Jesus Christ. What? What's your fucking problem? Not Chavo, but they are really scraping the bottom. Gabriel Iglesias is a big wrestling fan, apparently. Okay, but you got him and Kevin Smith, a couple of fucking yuck-yucks and... Damn, you were fucking hateful. Why are you being mean? We've been doing this six weeks. You haven't figured out that's my thing? Yeah, but you're just hating on people for no reason. What? Where are the stars? What the fuck are you talking about? You? Yeah. Because <laughs> you're not fucking on there? Yeah. Fucking George wasn't on there, so who cares? Trash. Oh my Man, god. Storm was a good get. DDP was a good get. You so you're these... just annoyed that it's not wrestling people. Yeah. But he does other stuff. The man's a rock star, a movie yeah, star. Yeah, hanging out at the fucking nursing home with these decrepit corpses that... Oh my god, you're such a little bitch. Well, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Alright, we got Steel Panther, Ultimo Dragon. That's pretty cool. And Paul Stanley. He calls himself, hey, P.S. here. Fuck you. Oh, my God. P.S. here. Oh, it's like. We got to stop this podcast. No, we don't. No, we don't. I'll I don't want to be associated with you. We'll cool it. Oh, no. How dare I insult Paul Stanley? Yeah, but it's so unnecessary. 
The views of George are not the views of this station. Yes, they are, because they are correct. <laughs> no. What station? This station. All right. So, not to pile on the negativity, but to pile on the negativity, I don't get Chaos Project. I don't get this match. I don't get Luther. Um, that really gets borne out in the fucking in-ring action, what little there really is. Luther gasses so fucking quick. He can't go. I don't know how he used to be in Japan 50 fucking years ago or however long his heyday was, but... Okay, I'm going to start from the beginning. We have Chaos Project. We have Jericho and Hager. Oh, oh Quit boy. rustling around. I've got... So I've got Chaos Project and I've got Jake Hager. Wow. What elements for success? Who the fuck are you? I'm I'm the I greatest this, wrestling commentator. I'm the greatest wrestling commentator on the internet. So apparently, that's tell it how it is. Luther and Jericho haven't wrestled since 1996. You're apologizing. Oh my god. Okay. So I just want to say, during dark, there's a little vignette type thing with Jericho talking about Luther and the history of Luther and talking about. How people say Luther only got hired as a favor. And I was just thinking, why is Jericho getting defensive about that comment? If he wants to go on there and say Luther is great and Luther did all these things, it's like, if you're getting defensive about people saying it was a favor, that makes me think, like, well, then obviously it was a favor. Like, why are you getting defensive? Like, just go on there and say you think he's great. And, uh,. So I'm watching Dark, and after this thing, there's a match with Chaos Project, and I think, oh man, Jericho's been bigging him up, talking about how great he is. I'm like, this match is gonna be amazing. Like, he's gonna really go out there and fucking show his thing. And it was not good. And I was like, okay. Well, if Luther's so great, why have we not seen anything? Luther can't have a great match, because he can't go. He's a fucking slug. Oh my god. (laughs) It's like putting me in there. Oh my god, you're such an asshole. Why are you quit jostling around? Um Yeah, so there's this match. It's just I don't know, like if you're gonna talk about how great someone is, you would think like what have they what have they shown us in AEW of Luther other than that like he screams And points at his head a lot. Yeah, I just don't understand. So yeah, and and that that little segment you saw in dark refreshed my memory because maybe they did, but they they even bothered to fucking play that on Dynamite on the show where this match is happening. No, they showed it on dark. Not Dynamite. Well, why wouldn't you play that on Dynamite? Play it on both. Give us some background. At least then it might have made some fucking sense. Yeah, because if you don't know that they are they go back. Then why I mean, is... the commentary mentioned it, but... If you yeah. don't build it, why is Jericho fighting this fucking glorified jobber? I don't get it. So, during the match, Luther is shaky as hell. He could, like, barely get up on the top rope, so I was getting a little worried. He had some kind of medical condition going on. He, like... fall... he fell off the apron. And that's why I say, like, I, I joke and I'm an asshole and, and whatever, but honestly, Luther cannot really do this yeah on on a main event level maybe in like a tag team i mean this was a tag team match 
but you know maybe in some capacity they can work around his weaknesses there's always a way to do that in professional wrestling but to have a main event match with Chris Jericho on the 30th anniversary well i just want to say if you're going to work around someone's weaknesses that person needs to have a very strong character Eddie Kingston Eddie Kingston but uh i mean here's what i have to say about it it seems out of nowhere the match but how I feel about it is it's Jericho's 30th anniversary. If he wants to fucking wrestle Luther, fine. That's his choice. And I made this point to you that this is like choosing to celebrate your birthday by going to the dentist. That's such a stupid analogy. Is it a stupid analogy? Let us yeah. know in the comments below. That doesn't even make sense. Th that analogy does not make any sense. Maybe it's because I felt like I was having a fucking root canal during this... No, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. It I was wasn't just, that I was just, bad. Now I was I'm just saying shit. I was just worried about Luther because he seemed a little rough. And um, uh, so Luther, they they try to throw in the baseball bat to Jericho. Luther catches it, hits him with it, but uh, Jericho ends up hitting the Judas effect for the win. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just sometimes wish AEW would explain things better, like. I just often wonder, like, if people don't watch Dark, if they don't, like, listen to wrestlers' podcasts, if they don't watch BTE, like, sometimes I feel like it gets, might get lost in translation. Like, I don't know why they assume people are, you know, paying attention to everything. You know what? It can be done. It can be done in two hours. You look at Monday Night Raw back when it was its hottest run ever. You had two hours, and you got it all in during that two hours. You didn't need supplemental podcasts and supplemental programming. And don't get me wrong, I like BTE, but I shouldn't have to consume, you know, eight hours of content between the show, the the dark, the BTE, the podcast. Like, I shouldn't have to consume all of that to be up on the main event for your primary show. Yeah, I mean, eight hours, that's an exaggeration, but it, I it understand is. the point you're making. So, that's over. Jericho's thanking everyth everyone. MJF comes out. There's a man under a sheet he brings out as a present. And wouldn't you know, it's a clown. It's a fucking, cl it's Clownico, who's holding another present. Who the f Jericho opens it, it's a poster of MJF. Uh, old Clownico gets a Judas effect. And then he gets in his in MJF's face, tells him not to interrupt him. So you think maybe there's a fight that's gonna happen, but then they laugh because they're buds. <laughs> I got you, bud. And uh, then everyone else comes out like it's the end of uh, an SNL episode, and yeah. the credits roll, and everything's done by Chris Jericho, executive producer Chris Jericho, cameras Chris Jericho times ten. You fucks. Yeah, and they got like that SNL type end credit music like the saxophone everyone's got their bubbly because there's a new shipment of bubbly in that you can order i might order one i missed the first one i might I might get some bubbly you think that's gonna be good it, i don't want to spend i don't want to spend forty dollars on a... it's forty dollars i think jesus yeah it's expensive oh, fuck it's either forty dollars or two for forty i don't remember two for forty is not but i think terrible. you have to order two well I don't know. I don't remember. That was like, Double how long ago bubbly. was that? That was a while ago when it first came out. But uh, yeah, that was Dynamite. I mean, that was a fun segment at the end, but it was fucking goofy. I mean, this this was just a goofy episode to get us 
to the anniversary episode. I think the next next week episode next week's episode is going to be really good, but this one I was just like just too many things pissed me off. But I do want to say, we come on here we bitch a lot. I do love AEW. As do I. But uh they just do some things that just are curious. Cody and all, women's division and all, I would take this episode over any of the shit WWE's been doing in the past forever. And that's just my bias. But Yeah. But yeah, that was the show, guys. It's uh <laughs> it sure was some wrestling. It was. I'm not super mad, just like, I just feel like, okay. It just kind of happened. It was on my TV for two hours, and now here we are fucking talking about it. <laughs> yep, so that's it. It's, Time to go. It's been fun. So uh, next week, we'll be right back here. Oh, we're on Apple now. We're on podcast, Apple Podcast, finally. Which is what most people use. So the big time. Yeah, we're on Apple, and pretty much anywhere else, probably. Anywhere else you get your podcast. We also put it up on YouTube if you prefer that. That's usually a day or so late because I gotta do all sorts of shit to make it into a video. But yeah, it'll be up. It's up. So. Listen to it. Live it. Love it. Oh, and put comments so like we can make fun of you. I'm just kidding. We won't make we, fun we, of you. We won't. Who it depends on what your it depends on what your opinion is. You should see us. <laughs> What the hell does that mean? Come on. See you. See see you. See fucking you. See us. Oh, okay. All right, that's it. We're leaving. All right. Good night. Good night. Bye.